On this episode of Deep Thrones, we review Season 7, Episode 7, The Dragon and the Wolf. We complete our series review of the known episodes of Game of Thrones and wait with bated breath for Season 8. We discuss the amazing scene in the Dragon Pit with all the cast and debate Cersei Lannister's final checkmate, plus many more hilarious segments. Winter is here. Hey guys, welcome back. This is the Season 7 finale. Uh, season 7, Episode 7, The Dragon and the Wolf. I, of course, am Sims. My partner, CD's here. What's up? Hey, what's up, dude? And uh, we have a very special guest, a recurring guest now, Brett. Reoccurring, what's up? Reoccurring guest. What's up, guys? Excited to be here. Second time co-host. Welcome back, Brett. Welcome back. So, dude, we have a week until the new season starts. I know. Seems like we'd never get here. It's, I, I thought I was going to die before it started again, honestly. Well, George might before he finishes the book. So that's, 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 true. that's very true. That's and true. I, I have I have put in a lot of good work to kill brain cells and stuff. So I was hoping maybe I'd pass away, but yeah, I'm still here. It's a rock star lifestyle. Yeah, you join the 27 Club. It'd be like that sometimes. Yeah. You want to die before you get old. That's showbiz. That's showbiz, baby. <laughs> but I, uh, um, yeah, I I've not been a fan since the beginning. So I actually feel worse for you. Like this has been oh, yeah, wait, this, this is, is years. building for you. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've never been edged this much. In yeah, my life. building and building. The last thing you want is for them to go soft in season eight. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, so the final four is actually. So we're recording this on Saturday, which means the final four games are tonight. When this is released, the national championship game will be on. Of course, basketball. We're talking about here. So that being said, Sheedy, who's your picks for uh, the final four games tonight? Uh, I got Michigan State beating Texas Tech, okay. and I'm going to take Auburn over Virginia. Okay. Nice. And then I got Michigan State beating Auburn. So Michigan State's bringing it home, huh? Yes. Brett? Uh, I'm going Virginia to win it all. That was my pick at the beginning of the uh, tournament. Oh, nice. Nice. Ah, good for you. Lucky. That's well, Everyone's bracket is destroyed. Yeah. So that's good. If You, you probably got some money. You need a little few No, bucks? I just did like an office one. Oh, okay. Was, uh, which, now looking back. Idiot. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Bragging rights are still good. Uh, so I, I had... Um, I had Villanova win the whole thing, and they got cream, so that wasn't good. So uh, that's right. I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Who's asking about the cream? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna go with uh, Texas Tech just to go against you. And also, I really don't like Izzo and Michigan State. So well, actually, he yells at his players. No, I just I never really liked him. Soft, I soft, really liked soft. Him. Chris is soft. I actually, I actually started to like him more when I saw him really shaking up his players. So that was yeah, good. he was shaking them. <laughs> so I watched actually the Notre Dame uh, UConn game last yes, night. Last Women's night yeah, Did you game. see that referee go down in the first quarter? No, I didn't she know. tore her shit up, dude. She tore ACL. Oh, like shit. Like two minutes in, yeah, and they had to get it like a backup ref. Do you think secretly that backup ref was like, hell yeah, it's my time. Yeah, well, he's, he, he or she's going to be full time now. Yeah. yeah. Well, you tear your ass out on play one. That's embarrassing. Um, uh, also, quick shout out to, we got some podcast talent scouts in the crowd. Yeah, we do. Uh, Dan, who's been a guest before on Battle of the Bastards, and Brend- Brendel Jenner, Rick, who's been many times over a guest. Probably Guys, the most, Brendel Jenner's made the most appearances. By I'd far. Say. I think it goes Brendan, then Cassie. And now Brett joins Wait, have you. The, have you listened to more podcasts than you've been on? Or what's <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's been, he, the only podcast he listened to live. That's the only ones he's yeah, ever listened to. Exactly. Uh, but thank you guys for joining us. Yeah, so um, big news in the Game of Thrones world. They had the premiere party last week. And everyone was dressed to the tens, like just looking fabulous. 
and oh, Danny, and they or made Khaleesi, like short like, Amelia. <laughs> they made like short promo videos that got everyone all hyped up. All the people who died in the past are back on now. So like, Khal Drogo was there. Uh, you know, all, all oh, the whole squad was there. Robert Baratheon was there. Tywin, yeah. Ned Stark, mm-hmm. um, Oberyn was Tywin's there. creepy ass smile. In Dude, promo that video. video of him <laughs> creeping around corners, that smile. <laughs> Sliding in better than Chris Collins. They all looked great. Masandi looked great. Um, oh my God, Brienne of Tarth looked amazing. Yeah, she looked smoke show. She had like she had like a uh, like a peacock dress on, kind of. Yeah, it's weird looking. Yeah, Theon was there. He was getting some business on the red carpet. You know who he was. <laughs> he got uh, no dick, man. And of course, Amelia looked awesome. She her, her blouse on her dress said something like. Uh, Leave your door open, and I might just sleep sleepwalk into your dreams or something. Yeah, like that. something like that. Yeah, it was weird. It was I couldn't weird. read it because, but I couldn't read it. But I was <laughs> trying. <laughs> <laughs> and then Arya made an appearance on the Tonight Show. Yeah, and it was actually on April Fools that she was on there, and she kind of slipped up, or what appeared to be her slipping up, and said that, you know, when when Arya died in episode two, and, and she's then she like, <gasps> like that was so out. silly because everyone knows that. She's at the Battle of Winterfell, and that's episode three. So yeah. She only yeah. got, you know, a bunch of nerds who don't really know what's going on. Yeah. When, and also, like, people were then starting to speculate that she was, like, given misdirection. Maybe she does actually die in, in episode two. Uh, but the old devil no down. <laughs> she didn't go through all this shit. She didn't take, like, four shanks to the stomach to die in episode two. No. She's she's a six-episoder. Yeah. Maybe she'll die in episode six, but she's going to make it further than episode two, at least. And then we, we've been getting a ton of content. They had a promo that was released where Winterfell was basically, it looked like just burned yeah. to shreds and there was snow all over the place. Yeah. Um, White Claw was on the ground. Bran's wheelchair was disabled. Uh, no pun intended. Uh, <laughs> there was, yeah. Uh, yeah. There was some other shit. There Jamie's, no hand, yeah. Jamie's hand was on the ground. Yeah. So, like, I, I don't know. Like, people were freaking out, but that's just, like, promo yeah, stuff. Yeah, Sims and I were talking about that on the way over. I think that's more just a, like, they've just been kind of recycling the same you know, one or two scenes. They need need a little needed something to keep us going, string us along. Yeah, there's some stuff though that you can draw from those 30 second teasers they've released. I think the biggest thing I've seen was that a dragon flies over. You get a lot of dragon reactions, but the one that's most significant is Tyrion and Varys looking shocked at a dragon. Yeah. Uh, why would they be shocked? Right. Was the argument unless someone different is on that dragon? They would if it was the Viserion, they'd be running away. Yeah, right. And if it was Drogon just flying, they wouldn't look they, shocked. Yeah. But if it's what's the other one's name, Ragal? Ragal. Ragal. Yeah. If uh, John's on that one, that's there was that screen of them of both dragons. They were the, yeah. uh, Danny and John were approaching the dragons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Jor and Tyrion both just have to be like, come on, <laughs> can't catch a break. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, we'll cover that actually. So tune in. We'll be releasing a uh, season eight prep episode. So tune into that later on. It should come out. I think Wednesday we'll drop it on air. Um, so we'll discuss yes, some more season eight stuff. Yeah. Um, so we'll jump into the review right now. We got a lot to cover this episode. Season seven, episode seven, the dragon and the wolf. Ain't that the truth? It is. So everyone's meeting at this summit. You've got the Lannisters and their retainers there, and then um, most of the Targaryen squad, except for Danny, is not there. Um, there's very high tension. You get some character reunions, like. Um, uh, Brienne and the Hound saw each other. Bronn and Tyrion saw each other. Bronn and Podrick. Um, so you got a little bit of like reunion action there. But then the big part is Cersei walks in. And I love how even amongst all these power characters, Cersei still commands the attention in the room. Um, or in the dragon pit, I should say. She's rocking that dress. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When, when did she get? When did she move from the Lannister colors to like that black and silver 
Yeah. When, when Tommen died, she, got, the died, black, died. The she black became a morning, big Raider the black fan. Morning. <laughs> yeah. Is that what they called it? The black morning? No, no, no. Like she's mourning. She's wearing oh. black, but I think she's just now just just fully owning em- it. Yeah, embrace yeah. that. Embracing the inner darkness. Uh, a few things that I wanted to point out really quick that I really liked. Um, one is when Tyrion is with Bronn and Podrick, and he's like, "Look at all the heroes of the Battle of the Blackwater here together." Uh, and another one that I really liked was. Um, the the very first conversation between uh, Bran and Jamie. Yeah. When they're good. both seeing the Dothraki and the Unsullied and they're like, Well, we're fucked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and then even uh after they you know they're talking about, you know, Bran looks at the huge army that, you know, is there to, you know, kind of use like a show of force, like don't mess with our queen. Mm-hmm. And uh he goes no cocks on all of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brad's just chatting about cocks like, out like, there. It is, isn't it all really just about cocks? Yeah, it is. It's like that. He, he puts together a whole thesis, and Jamie's yeah. like, yeah, I guess it is. Yeah, he's like, all right, good work. <laughs> uh, and the hound in Brienne's conversation is just cool because it's about Arya. Yeah. And uh, the hound finds out that she did make it back to Winterfell, which for his character arc, I think, is big. And also, like, they had a little cute moment where, like, the hound's like, well, who's protecting her, the Arya if you're here? Then she, Brienne's like, the only person that needs protecting is someone who goes against Arya, and the Hound kind of like smirks. He looks a little <laughs> smile. Uh, but yeah, so they're all at this summit to mm-hmm. try to convince Cersei that the real fight's in the north, and uh, Tyrion steps up to give like a rousing speech, right? Yeah. And then, and then Danny flies in. Oh, that's right. Or, yeah. And, yeah or, Danny flies in first. Danny flies in, and then Tyrion steps up. Well, even um, before that, like Danny's like two minutes late, and Cersei's like, "We've been here for quite some time." Yeah. Like, oh, you just walked in, like, you just got settled, and yeah. she's like, "We've been here for quite some time." Yeah. And Cersei just tries to look so unimpressed when Drogon flies in, but you know, you know how hard it is to find dragon right. parking. Right? Yeah, that's <laughs> true. Unbelievable. That's true. Also, what was Danny? What is like? How does she navigate? She's got GPS. She's up there. What she got? Turn your dragon now. Yeah. <laughs> some some questionable, but I. So that's a great part too when she comes in because it shows all like John, Tyrion, all of them like look at Cersei to see her reaction, and Cersei yeah. does a great job of just stone just acting unimpressed. And then uh, Tyrion stops up to give a speech, and immediately Euron Greyjoy challenges him. Um, just starts giving him shit about being a dwarf. And Theon. And Theon's Theon. there. Theon. <laughs> Theon at a business meeting. Theon gets some side business. <laughs> Super amazing. Theon in his business. He's, he's, he's a true businessman. Yeah. Um, and then eventually Cersei tells Euron to shut the fuck up and sit down. Um, and then they get to treating. Danny really doesn't say anything. Mm-mm. Tyrion's pleading the case. Cersei shuts Tyrion down. Jon Snow gets up and says, like, this is serious. We want to come here if it's not. Cersei still doesn't believe Jon. So then it's time for them to present the white. Their prize. Which I would have done that step one. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, mean, what are you, I mean, what are you doing all this, you know, all these words? It's... That tells your story right there. Yeah, yeah. All trying this, to kill everyone. All this pomp and circumstance. Tyrion and, tried to do some stupid Tyrion whore wizardry, and he almost <laughs> dropped the ball. And and the hound brings the white up, and it comes out. This thing's flying, screaming. Cersei actually now you can see she's visibly frightened. Yeah, um, she in her ch- ch- uh, chair, she like fucking freaks yeah, out. Yeah, and then uh, this thing flies up at her, uh, runs back towards the hound. The hound cuts it in half, and it's still kind of squirming around. And Jon Snow walks up and does a little like exhibit, like, "Oh, we can we can kill it with fire," and burns the the thing's hand, or with dragon glass, or with dragon glass, and yeah. stabs it, and it it goes out right away. Yeah. Um, so very convincing. Like yeah. you can't argue that. No, you can't argue with facts. I yeah. mean, he just went at him hard with. Uh, 
I mean, you see this dead thing that's rolling around after it gets cut in half by the hound. Yeah. I mean, Jamie definitely is rattled for sure. Kyborn grabs that hand. And he, oh, oh he wanted it. He Kyborn, wanted it. I'm surprised he just didn't put it in yeah, his like, cloak. Can and... I take this for my own experiment? <laughs> yeah. And then he's just like, puts it the fingers up in the shocker form, and he's like, this'll do. <laughs> See, I, was, I was thinking more hand job action. Just, That's true. Yeah, you know. It's like, what's its grabability? Get a nice old fashioned. <laughs> but then, so basically, uh, Cersei agrees to the truce after she's presented this evidence. And then, but she says only if John and the North stays out of the conflict after everything's all settled with the White Walkers. Right. right. And John, being Ned Stark's son, right. can't just make a little white lie. Yeah. And be like, okay. No, like, but I, you know, I, he explains it later. You know, I kind of, I, I agree with what he was saying. They're trying to build a new world, and he says if they're going to do better and better lies, it's no way to build the new thing that they're. Such a, Ned, such a Ned Stark move. Right. Yeah. Oh, such yeah. a Ned Stark. Yeah. And he even says, like, talk about my father if you want. Because for seven seasons, whenever he's done something noble, they're all like, well, you know, that's why your dad got killed. Yeah. And he's, he's had to listen to that bullshit, so this is his time to be it's like... It's true. I mean... Yeah. You know, there's always... There's two There's two flips of the coin, or whatever the term I'm looking for is. Is it flip side of the same coin? Yeah, whatever. There's two flips of the coin. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they say. So, uh, John denies the term. Cersei's gonna have war. Yeah. Uh, A quick then, scene that's not important that I just want to touch, though, is that... Almost Clegane Bowl 2.0. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a little Clegane Bowl pregame show. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he says, uh, your time will come, brother. Your time will come. I think Is he referring away. to Arya? How you mean? When he says, you know who's coming for you. No, uh, no he, is. he is. Is Are you sure? No yeah, way. For sure. We got some scouts in the crowd who are nodding their head. Dude, I think for sure. No, he's no. talking about himself. He's The the mountain isn't on Cersei's or uh, Arya's list. The hound is. The mountain is not. I thought the mountain list. was. No. Can we, have, can, can we have the support? Yeah, 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 yeah. Find out. Google Arya's list. <laughs> All right. Anyway, keep going. So Tyrion goes to treat with Cersei alone after Cersei blew up the whole meeting. Um, finds out that she's pregnant. Or, you know, you know my thoughts on this. I'm not right. sure if she's actually pregnant or not. But um, for the terms of this episode, she's pregnant. And then uh, her and Tyrion have like a real intense conversation where yeah. she kind of blames Tyrion for destroying the whole Lannister family. And Tyrion's kind of like feeling it a little bit, right? Like no, that. yeah, you can definitely kind of see, and we've talked about this out how, how you know Tyrion throughout the last couple episodes of season seven. Like you're not, sh- you start questioning his allegiances, and really, like you, you have to start really thinking about whether or not he's going to be by Danny's side at the end of this, right? Yeah, or even, or even like I don't like. Well, we'll get to the scene later yeah. on on the ship, but uh, Cersei then agrees to help, which. You know, we know that that's not true, but we'll get to that we'll too. Get to that. Yeah. And also, it's verified the mountain is on the list for the torture at Heron Hall. Okay, yeah. nice, nice. So the mountain is on the list. Yeah. Maybe, dude. But why would the why would the hound threaten his brother that he's been wanting to kill his whole life with Arya? Yeah, like, hey, my little five but foot two. I don't get why he'd say, "You know who's coming for you." You've always known. Instead of being like, "I'm coming," yeah, well, that's what Alex Jones would do. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming, coward. Come here, coward. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so then we jump up to Winterfell. Sansa isn't happy about John bending the knee. Rightfully so. I mean, everyone in the north thinks the Targaryens are all nuts. Um, Littlefinger starts planting seeds quick, about Arya. Quick, quick query on that: Do is the whole drama between Sansa and Arya something that those the sisters manufactured, and are they playing Baelish? That's what I've wondered too. I wondered if they're playing Baelish or if they actually because it is off. I mean, unless we're supposed to think that Baelish is watching all that, I think there was some tension. I, I think, read an I think, article that said. I think you're supposed to assume that there was that tension, but then Bran connected the dots for them. Because they had each mm. person's story, but Bran was able to weave it together for yeah. them. 
Yeah, and Brand even later on like bust out some proof in the in like the quick trial right. that Baelish had. Um, but yeah, that makes sense. I do think there was actual real tension there because Arya, I feel like, doesn't feel comfortable. And they've always they've journey. always been always clashed a little bit. Always, right? Yeah, just yeah. a little bit. Yeah. S sisters will tend to do. Yeah, remember even like early in season one when she's stabbing the table and she's like, "I'm pretending it's Joffrey," yeah. and that was supposed to be Sansa's husband, you know. Yeah. Um, so Littlefinger's feeding the, these flames over Arya and Sansa. Mm. Um, we'll see how that works out later on. From there, we go to Dragonstone. They're planning to head to Winterfell for the fight against the Army of the Dead. Uh, they're, they're, Tyrion and, and Jorah have a suggestion that you know we got to go on the King's Road, and then John's like, "Well, but hold on, hold they on want to sail together." He's a dog. He knows exactly. He knows what, what he's, he's doing. He's got it. He's, he's got like, it. The ocean in the ocean, baby. We, we it's the it. implication, man. <laughs> The implication. It's dude. better if we show up united. You know, we yeah. gotta get on this boat. And yeah, then, it's better but, if we sleep right next to each other, whatever. But, yeah. <laughs> but doesn't Jorah sort of agree that like sir, what, what route they takes matters because one guy in the north could see that silver hair and one well placed boat would make take him a hero. Take yeah. Yeah. yeah, But also, it's not like I mean, I don't know, I don't know if Danny would be, but. John was like, we should take my boat. There's this beautiful cave on the coast <laughs> where we can hang out. <laughs> There's no time! <laughs> uh, so they decide to sail to White Harbor, which is actually like a pretty huge location in the books, but isn't really, it hasn't even been shown on screen. So I wonder if they'll actually show them landing in White Harbor or they'll just show them getting to Winterfell. They'd get a big, a big pump for the book people. You know, kind yeah. of like how you said the Warhammer last week with Gendry. Yeah. They'd get a big, mm-hmm. a nice little uh, Easter egg there. A little ode to the fans. Uh, from there, uh, Theon is deciding that he's going to go and rescue Yara, and he gets in this little fucking yeah, fight. Yeah, this is after he has a good conversation with Jon. Well, yeah, I was going to say, that yeah. might come up a little later towards some of the segments, but there was a couple... Yeah. You know, John nah. showing his good nature, you know... Doesn't kill him. Doesn't <laughs> yeah. kill him. You know, and kind of just... You know, I think we've talked about it yeah. in recent episodes about how Theon's, just like with Jamie, just like with other characters, their redemption arc is slowly building up. And mm-hmm. Theon's especially, you know, he's snail's pace, snail's oh, pace, yeah. but he's shedding a lot of that reek, yeah, exterior, and he's truly becoming back to the Theon that, you know, is proud to be Ironborn, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And John, you know, gives him, I think, maybe what, you know, he needed to just make that last push because then he goes out and feeds some yeah. major ass on the. Beach. Oh yeah, yeah, Theon. Theon, it was like the Shark Tank. Theon went to John. John didn't invest, but he gave him some good business tips. And <laughs> Theon, gave him some great advice. It's a good business consultation. He's gonna go. Hopefully, in season eight, Theon gives some business. I, I think it actually helped a lot during that conversation that John said Ned Stark like lives in you. You know, like because I think that really gave courage to Theon. Yeah, maybe crazy is if like because you know there's twists and turns. I think. Well, one of the things that will make me genuinely the most upset in season eight is if Theon doesn't have a redeeming moment. Yeah. If he dies kind of unheroically, I legit would be genuinely that would I would wear that one for a while. Well, they spent so much time developing his character. They spent spent so much time destroying his character. Yeah. And now they're and now building, they're building it back him up. back up. So mm-hmm. if they were to have him like you die inconsequentially, that would just really that would kill me. Yeah. That'd yeah. be weak. Um, so anyways he decides to go rescue Yara gets in a fight with another Ironborn captain wins the fight after getting kicked in the balls but it didn't <laughs> yeah. hurt him yeah the guy uh, just kept okay. doing it he's like what is going on that's such a stupid scene yeah it's, and also, I, that still hurts I bet yeah, <laughs> I don't have balls on my neck but if you knee me in it it's gonna <laughs> fucking hurt <laughs> not like oh yeah keep it going wait yeah. you, you don't have a little gobbler <laughs> a little, a little, a little set of balls yeah. can you imagine neck balls <laughs> <laughs> don't you gobble don't gobble god damn it 
Uh, and then from there, we go to Winterfell. They're uh, snuck in a gobble. <laughs> Sarah's going to kill you. <laughs> she might. Um, they're in the Great Hall. And basically, like, Sansa's raising these charges who everyone... She brings Arya forth for yeah, a trial. Yeah, they think that all these charges that she's mentioning are being brought against Arya when at the last second she turns and goes, how do you answer to these charges, Lord Baelish? And, and, and we whole, get... The whole room is turns. just... Yeah. Yeah, we get a clinic on some acting too in this scene from uh, the I believe his name is Aider, Aiden 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 Gilligan something. Gillian yeah. who plays Peter Baelish. He does a, a hell of a job. He does like a double take, which is actually pretty hard to do, and he just makes it look so good. He he's well, puts on a clinic, and it's yeah. also interesting too, like the people who are in the room. Like I think if you, you know you have the Knights of the Vale mm-hmm. who are there and Lord yeah. John Royce, yeah, Lord Royce, yeah. And so the people in the room are these very consequential players. Yeah. And, you know, that they're there for the demise of Baelish, I thought was and the, and really cool. The Knights of the Vale never really wanted to follow Baelish. Right. No. So, like, they, they were, were probably all it. in for, for him getting his turn. And this also is a great kind of power, re-power grab for the Starks, because these are still mm-hmm. three kids, kind of, uh, showing the North that they're, they're willing to do what it takes. Yeah. And I think now, like, uh, Sansa's going to have the full loyalty of the Knights of the Vale, which yeah. will be important. But take us through it. Take us through. Break it down for us. So, so she presses so, charges. Like you and said, he's um, kind of like, what? I didn't yeah, do anything. Baelish yeah. does the double take, and then he and then um, he starts kind of like trying to defend himself. And then there, Sansa and Arya aren't having a second of it. And then Baelish actually makes a plea, like, yeah, like please let me actually defend myself. Yeah. So, well, and yeah. like, just I don't know. I just pulled it up on my phone. Can we just like? Just do it. Just say the whole yeah. quote because it's Go such a great it. yeah. quote. Go through it. She goes, "It's not what I want. It's what honor demands." And then Arya goes, "And what does honor demand?" And then Sansa retorts, "That I defend my family from those who would harm us. That I defend the North from those who would betray us." And that's just such a cool, cool Line. scene. Yeah. And it's mm-hmm. like, like you said, not only does she probably get the Knights of the Vale to be fully loyal to her, any sort of misconceptions that anyone else in the North had yeah. about the Stark r- r- rule. I think after this is totally wiped away. That's yeah. a great point. And there's some good there's some good shit where she says, um, you know, he says, like, I loved your mother since I was a boy, and she goes, And yet you betrayed her and he's like, And I love yes. you, she goes, Yet you betrayed me. Mm-hmm. And another line that I love is again Bran coming up clutch when he's trying to like bullshit about how he tried to help Ned and like and then Bran goes, You held a knife to his throat. You told him, you know, not to trust you. And Baelish again looks at him like, How the fuck? What is yeah, this so, yeah. Well the charges specifically brought against him was killing Aunt Liza Killing John Aaron, conspiring to put the Starks and Lannisters against each other, and then uh, betraying Ned in King's Landing, and then sending the assassin for Bran. So all those things are punishable by death, probably in themselves. Yeah, yeah. So add it all together, Wait, together. He's fucked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got it back then, dude. Oh my god. Yeah. All together, he's lucky they didn't fuck him first. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, it would have been cool to see him like get quartered in Jaron or something. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Like, getting killed with your own knife has got to be one of. Not a good way to go. Yeah. No, I mean, <laughs> like a little bit. Yeah. 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 The only way to go worse is how, like, Picelle went. Because in the yeah, afterlife, you got that Kyber. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, from there, we go back to King's Landing. Jamie's speaking with all the uh, Lannister generals and stuff, basically preparing them to go north to defend the people versus the Army of the Dead. Cersei walks in, puts an end to it, and says, let me just speak to Jamie alone. Yeah. Um, she's and they're like, like, oh, we know what that means. Get the sheets. <laughs> <laughs> sheets! Get, get the clean, clean sheets. Clean up on aisle Cersei. <laughs> yeah, jeez. Uh, Still haven't it, found the hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, so Cersei just basically says, like, that was all bullshit. Euron's going to actually pick up the Golden Company. He didn't flee. 
uh, out of fear of the army of the dead, oh, we're company. actually going to like fight. And uh, like, so, you know, it's funny. So she brings Jamie away and she goes, you really were the dumbest Lannister. Like, God damn. Yeah. That's so mean. <laughs> He's like, what about Olsen? <laughs> and then, you know, I was, when Chris and I were on the way over here, we were talking about this scene and, you know, she's like, Cersei's whole thing has been like, this foreign scum is invading our land. And then she's like, why would you want our troops to fight alongside foreign scum? Oh, and by the way, the Golden Company is on the way. Yeah. From yeah. Yeah. Mean, that other foreign scum? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that other... Yeah, she, she's not making much. It's And then she said, she's like, when they ride north, all we're going to do is just reclaim our lands and keep inching kind of that way with our armies to reclaim all that ground that Danny has gained. But Jamie is like, listen... And Jamie says, if the North wins, they march south and kill us all. If the dead win, they march south and kill us all. Yeah. And even still, like, Jamie actually met them in the field. Like, Cersei's acting like there's any chance that they win. 20,000, though, right? In the Golden Company, that's what she's getting? Yeah, something like that. 20,000, that's a lot. But still, like, dragons? Ever heard of them, sweaty? Yeah. Yeah, but she knows they're they're about to go take hits up north. And she even says to Jamie, she's like, she had three. Where's the other one? And he's like, well, for all we know, guarding their fleet. Yeah. But she's like, that's nah, a big vulnerable. assumption. By yeah. Her. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Let's pump the price. Also, though, Danny probably should have just took Drogon, I thought. Like, yeah. But she's probably like nervous to leave after seeing Viserion peace out. And she's yeah. Probably... Viserion peaced out. That's what <laughs> happened. Uh, and then from there, we go back up to Winterfell. Samuel Tarly gets there. He meets with Bran. Oh, yeah. Um, two of the big, smartest people in Westeros, probably. Um, Sam's, ba- I have on here, Sam's going to help out around the house. <laughs> um, but Bran basically just goes, I remember everything. Um, Bran reveals everything to Sam about, uh, John. And- well, even before then, he was like, uh, he's like, John and, John and her are on the way back. And he goes, oh, did you see that in a vision? And he just holds, holds up, up the, the scroll. Yeah. scroll. He's like, right. Okay. <laughs> even his face when he says, he goes, Brandon Stock. He's like, I'm not Brandon Stock anymore. The three-eyed raven. And Sam's like, okay. Yeah, like, that sounds good, buddy. He's like, all right. But this is important stuff because they connect the dots together, which yeah. shows the importance of knowledge. Where, uh, thanks to doing what he was doing with Gilly when he was transcribing the high steps, oh, what was that? Uh, the Citadel, the Maester, the Grand Maester's diary, mm-hmm. he discovered that Lyanna and Rhaegar actually were married because right. Rhaegar's original marriage to the Dorn woman, what was her name? Oh, oh. was an old. Was an old, right? Was an old. Yeah. So, I forget her name, but yeah. And then he tell. said, he's like, they wed them in a secret ceremony. Yeah. And then Bran's like, wait a minute, let me vision into this fuck real yeah, quick. Yeah. <laughs> well, because Bran saw that John was Lyanna's son, but he was still under the impression that he was a bastard. Right, his and name then, would be Sam, John Sand. Yeah. Right. And then connected the dots from uh, from Sam, and right. now we have Aegon Targaryen. Aegon Targaryen, who is not a bastard. He's the, as Bran put it, rightful heir to the Iron Yeah, he has a better claim than Danny, which is going to be interesting when that comes to we're And while they're telling us this, they're banging. John oh, yeah, yeah. has gone. Dude, to th- they keep flipping scenes too, which was wild. Well, it's hard to jag off. I- <laughs> <laughs> really tough. Well, I, I was watching it with uh, my girlfriend Amanda. We were watching it at, you know, prep for this. Congrats on the set. Yeah, it was, it was, it was awesome. And uh, it was she's awesome. like, she's like, look at John Snow's butt. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, I'm look trying at to Danny's prep for this butt. podcast. I can't be thinking about John Harrington's ass. ass. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's a tiny boy though. He's like this tall. All right. So are you are you just taking shots at John now? No, 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 no. I'm just saying him and Danny fit well together. Okay. Because they're like the same height. All right. That is key. That uh, is key. 
Um, so Have you Josh... ever see the, the, the mountain and his wife in real life? Oh, yeah, it's great. <laughs> it's great. It's That's great. great. Yeah, you just toss it, you flip her so, like a hot pancake. So they're smanging, like, full on. Tyrion's outside the door. <laughs> Don't you pancake people right now. <laughs> Tyrion's outside listening to it. And this is when we really see Tyrion. Again, a lot of questions going into season eight. Questions. The last thing we see of Tyrion is him upsettedly listening to the smanging. Visibly well, disappointed. What do you, what do you, but, he, but he even saw John go in there. Like, what do you think? His, what, why was Tyrion there? Was Tyrion going to go to try, was going to try to go in there and talk well i mean why Ooh, do you think he was smell. there yeah i don't know mm, i don't know he seems he's becoming a little snoopy that's he's, a he's that's a bailey a little he's sneaky, sneaky. You, it's, yeah, a little sneaky. It, i think his his arc is not going to be as uh beneficial to the story as i think a lot of people would like to see Tyrion's. Tyrion, i agree yeah. Tyrion's storyline go i think um i think that conversation with cersei about him destroying the whole family really hit it hard well i even i, I think i think he's leaning back leaning back toward lanny's I would not, but she also, he, you know, she was like, why do you, in that same scene, she's like, why do you support her? Why do you support her being Danny? And she goes, I think she'd make the world a better place. And she goes, you just said she would burn King's Landing to yeah. the ground. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he's starting to feel a little conflicted about really what is. And this is built off of him questioning her at the Tarleys and not liking the decision at right. all. So it's a whole lot of things coming to a head for Tyrion. And on top of it now, he hears her immediately sort of throwing caution to the wind and smanging the king in the north when there's an important battle coming. Yeah. I think he's starting to uh, question a lot, but also he did love her, I think. Yeah, I think I think he's got some feelings I, for Do you Danny think it's ever too much love for Danny? Everyone loves her. Everyone loves Danny, yeah. But that's... I, Don't I ask think me. That, <laughs> I, I, think, I think that's part of like the allure, though. You know, for like, those listening at home, I shot, I shot John a massive, dirty look at him. <laughs> I, I everybody down here was looking at me, and I was like... <laughs> I don't know what to do with my hands right now. Uh, yeah, well, we'll see how that pans out. I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I think Tyrion, being a smart person, is going to be like, well, it's either Danny or Cersei, who like literally burned thousands of people in one day. That's right. So Wildfire. Yeah, um, and then from there we have a short scene at Winterfell. Sansa and Arya are hanging out on the ramparts, reminiscing yeah. about Ned. Um, and then we go to the Wall. Winter is here, Winter and I just I love that I love that uh, you know the the lone wolf dies, but the pack survives. Yeah, it's so yeah. cool. Yeah. I mean, and, it's, it's, no, go ahead. No, I just I love that. I mean, that's just such a cool. I think that encapsulates the Starks to it like so well. It's yeah. just awesome. Yeah, and we I think we except kinda... Rob and Cat died together though. So they were technically a pack. True. Well, if two is a, is two a pack? Well, if Arya and Sansa are a pack, then they got Bran there. Oh yeah, that's well. He's the three-eyed Raven now. But he's still not a three-eyed. <laughs> Come on. Come on. But so another thing that we kind of glossed over was the Jamie ride north. The Jamie ride north is important because there's snow in King's Landing. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's he puts the glove know, on that gold hand. Puts the glove they on that gold it. hand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they they found, found it. Kyber found it. That gold hand that, smells. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll discuss that scene a little later on. I, I, I like that scene quite a bit. And then we're up at Eastwatch. The Army of the Dead shows up. Stupid. And, and yep. um, one thing that kind of bothered me was like, they're leaving the forest and like the horn doesn't blow until they're a good like 50 feet in front of a wall. I think they're all very <laughs> nervous. I my, my We were talking about this, but my explanation is like, there's a major lack of discipline because most of them are wildlings on right, the wall. Right. So like when the when when Viserion, so the Night King flies in on Viserion, starts blasting the wall with blue flame, and no one's like throwing any projectiles, no one's shooting anything at him. And again, I think it's because of that lack of discipline. Everyone's right. just trying to get the fuck out of there. Um, I think so too because there's no fight. There's none. That, no one's intends on fighting. Even a lot of good shots of uh, Tormund and uh, 
Beric and Darien, and they're just like, we gotta get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the Night King comes out of nowhere. And and blast the wall. The wall goes down, or at least just, just blasted it. The furthest just shooting east, ropes. <laughs> the furthest east part of the wall goes down. So not the entire wall, but enough for the army of the dead to get through. Um, and I just I one of I like this scene because you know as, as much as I don't like because I think Chris and I you have talked. I think that is such a cheap way for them to like. I feel like they ran out of time at the end of the season, and they're like, oh well, we got to get them over the wall. So let's just kill the dragon, turn the dragon. Yeah, have it bust down the wall. No, yeah. no battle at all. Yeah, like, the nothing, magic. you know, yeah. like no, yeah. and they're like, all right, they're done. But yeah. like, as soon as the dragon, you know, hits the wall, and whatever happened to the wall is magic. That's also another thing that never. Because wasn't there supposed to be magic on the wall yeah. that kept those yeah. away? And, and technically, right. the dragon is a white, so like you would think that right. it wouldn't work on the wall. Exactly. So, so they did a poor job of explaining the magic, and I know we've talked about whether like. The Night King when he touched Bran, if that if he can go broke, south of the wall, yeah, if now, that broke yeah. the, the the magic, you know. But then you know, so the walls down, and then like just so the epitome of just this army of the dead being like emotionless, crazed killers. As soon as it goes down, they just walk, and it's yeah. like a very like unnerving yeah. scene just because yeah. they're so they have no they're zombies. So yeah, I, mean, I just it's just I think they got a lot they have to explain. One, they have to give a motive for the night king there yeah. has to be one if yeah. it's just him mindlessly killing people and then we all have to go with the mindset that okay he was created to kill and that's just what he's doing which is a cop out to me uh someone's here uh, did we order little, pizza we got some pizza coming <laughs> in for the boys uh and then um so that to me is annoying since it's a bit of a cop out and another thing is like yeah the wall coming down that easy yeah. sucked yeah it's been yeah, up it for was just, thousands of thousands years, of years. there have been dragons for thousands like they've yeah. there were dragons back then yeah and I mean, the Night King yeah, never so, then. He lay dormant. Why? What? What now? You right. Know? Yeah. To me, that it just it was just a, it was a cheap way of them. Like I said, they were like, "Oh shit, we have ten more minutes in this episode. We got it." Yeah. yeah. Well, they better explain. I think. Why Bran, now. I think Bran's visions is. Or we're gonna get an explanation on that. I hope so. Because that's, that's true. They've done a good job of making Bran's visions not feel forced, and yeah. yet explain an awful lot with them. So yeah. that's probably what they'll end up doing. So that was uh, season seven finale, the Dragon and the Wolf. Solid episode. Uh, this is big for us, Chris. We've been doing this for over a year. Yeah, it's wild, it's scary, scary, Thoughts. sweaty. Yeah. Um, next week is season eight. Brett, what, what would you rate this one? I don't know. I, you know, I was doing my prep for this, and you know, I was going back and forth. I was there was a lot of it that I liked, but then also too, I felt a lot of it um, just felt forced at the end, and it, you know, it was tough for me. But I'd I'd say uh, a seven two. Okay. Uh, okay. You know, a strong score, but you know, as mm. El Prez Pete's reviews, you know, seven and seven point five and above is when you recommend it to a friend. I would, I would have liked to have seen, <laughs> I would have liked true. to have seen a little other, and we talked about it. I had a little more explanation, a little more, uh, not feeling um, rushed. Rushed. Right. Yeah. The whole season for me felt rushed. Yeah. But I really like this episode, uh, just because. I like when all those characters came together. So yes. I gave it an eight point six seven five really cool. three oh nine. And I do like. <laughs> I know that we have a uh, the Shea the no Shay bump. Yeah, that helped. But I like that there should also be a Littlefinger getting fucking wrecked bump. Yeah, uh, <laughs> so, yeah, so it's yeah, a double bump. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I know you can only yeah, use that once, curve. but yeah, it was Bef- still cool. Well, before that, mine was just an eight point six, but with all those bumps, it's an eight point six seven five three oh nine. So I'm going with a seven and a half. Very close rating to yours. 
Um, I the summit for me was great. I I loved to see summit all those cool. those characters interact, um, and then also getting finally like after these years of fan theories and stuff, finally finding out who Jon Snow actually is. That's yeah, that's oh. a really good point. I mean, that's and it's has so such far ranging implications, and it's it's really cool, like you said, like for you book boys. For the, not even for, the book, but the series. I mean, the, he's the rightful king. Of the, the, and the, right, and the, the way that they did, I thought this was great that the way they did it, even though it interfered with John jerking off. Like you're fi- you're figuring out that John is this massive, massive player now, much more so than he has already been on his rightful. Yeah. That he's mm-hmm. owned up, but now he's the rightful heir, and at the same time, they're smanging, and you're like, wow, yeah, this the, is only going to get worse. This is like when your your buddies like breaks up with his ex, and like you they randomly are at the same bar and they're both been drinking and you see them talking you're like, uh, you're like this oh. is not going to work out well for anyone but I'm going to watch it it's going to be great it's a Pearl Harbor situation it's, it's a little sneaky yeah I, uh, I you know it's just my beef with that scene too is like you know missionary is boring get some reverse cowgirl in there and see what they, they film that <laughs> Film that, dude. You wanted to see some toe sucking going on. Yeah, I would have loved it. I would have loved it. Uh, so we'll jump into the segments. Best line, Yas Queen. Um, best line for me was. Uh, you go first. <laughs> oh wait, you want me to go? All right, no, I'll go, go ahead. First. Go ahead. Uh, my best line was from Sansa to Baelish, where she says, "How do you answer these charges, Lord, Lord Baelish?" Oh, that was one That's of mine. Great, great cross stuff. It off. And then uh, I actually had two Yas Queens, but I'll just go with my favorite one. Um, it was from Cersei to Tyrion, and they're talking about Danny, and she goes, "She's your type of woman, a foreign whore who doesn't know her place." <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, wow. fuck yeah, bring fuck up Shay, yeah. I love it." Oh god, yeah. <laughs> Tyrion has bad history with whores because there's that original whore story. The original one, yeah. So my best line. He has is... a lot of horror stories. This is a pun episode, all right? Yeah, there you go. I like it. <laughs> my best line is Jon Snow. I can't serve two queens. Where that's John does not have the mental capacity of Lord Baelish. Baelish could serve two queens. He could serve seven queens if it got him what he needed. So John needs to learn how to be uh, a better boy. And then my Yas Queen is um, uh, Jamie about Tyrion. He's, he's always was a champion of the downtrodden. And then Bran, when the Dothraki rides in, goes, I think we're about to be the downtrodden. Mm-hmm. I love that line. And then, so, uh, a lot of, you know, there's a couple of good scenes. My, uh, best line and uh we talked about it a little bit earlier but it was just when john and theon meet together in the throne room at dragonstone it's uh you know theon's like i don't know what to do should i just go and try to save yara and he goes what are you still talking to me for yeah. and he just john just oh, yeah. says that and just walks and turns around and that kind of like sets off a plug for uh theon mm-hmm. and he goes and does his thing john's always been a man of action too exactly so. he's oh, like yeah. he's like what yeah. are you still doing talk to me let's oh, go yeah. if you're gonna talk about it Go do it. Yeah. And then my Yas Queen was just uh, Bron to uh, <laughs> to uh, Jamie in the beginning. He goes, maybe it really is all about cocks in the end. It's all about cocks, man. <laughs> they, about were talking about, they were talking about cocks for like the first three or four minutes of the episode. Yeah. Well, it was great because he was like, uh, I've been around soldiers all my life and all they care about is gold. <laughs> Bron's like, what do you think they spend that gold on, yeah. fucko? Yeah. <laughs> They'd yeah. be fucking. Maybe <laughs> yeah. out here. And then he's like, well, what about family? And he's like, how do you get a family? And he's like, good point, Jesus. <laughs> so I had a uh, honorable mention um, from John to Cersei. He goes, the people in King's Landing are about to come a million more ser- soldiers in the Army of the Dead. And Cersei goes, I imagine that will be an improvement for most of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
damn. Cersei They're, comes with the some queen heat. of those people. Yeah. Like you're admitting that you suck. I mean, well, she blew half of them up, so she don't She's get only blown one man. It's Jamie. Well, no, Lancel. Oh, all right. Lanny, all right, Peter Lanny. Lanny, we miss you. <laughs> um, hottest moment next time in here. Cedar, you want to lead us off? Uh, my hottest moment, of course, was when all the Stark kids teamed up at Pancake, Lord Peter Baelish. Nice. Um, uh, and I know that I was hyped when Sansa told Arya to come down from the chandelier and spider monkey scissor kick his throat. I was really into that. So she uh, <laughs> she gave him, she gave him the sauce. She is a little spider monkey. She dude. is. She's all she over is. the place. In real life, she is... Definitely a spider monkey. Yes, she's got the pink hair. She's her, and so- her and Sophie on the red carpet, dude. It's like the Jonas brother wasn't even there. Those two were... No, fuck them. Fuck the, jo- fuck fuck the Jonas brothers. Uh, Brett- a staff record label and a motherfucking crew. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, your hottest moment? Uh, so my hottest moment was uh, Jamie leaving. I think Jamie's arc since... I th- really, I think even when his, ar- his hand was cut off, I think you've seen Jamie become this better person more morally guided person mm. and i think uh you know we saw it we talked about it uh, you guys talked about it when uh, lady olena said you know this woman will be the downfall of you oh uh, yeah and uh you know he kind of still i think john you said a good point about it. he kind of looked at her kind of like you know is she right you know kind of like you saw it on his face it was great mm-hmm, face yeah. acting and i think jamie leaving really uh solidified i mean solidified it in that he's he's not there anymore i mean he's yeah. covered the gold hand and he's of the north now yeah, it'd be like wild. that. That's yeah. gonna, we'll talk about it in our in our season eight prep episode. But I'm excited for Jamie in season eight. Uh, my hottest moment was when the white was let loose at the summit. Yeah, because that that was actually it was cool to see Cersei actually get flustered a bit, but it was also kind of like okay, this shit's real now. You know? Yeah, you can't uh, you can't sweep it under the rug. Exactly. If the, and Jamie asks, how many are there? Hundred thousand, at least. It's a big army. See you. See you. Bye. Um, so I'm going to do a quick Westeros history minute here. It's on the long night, which of course the prequel is going to be about, but, um, but also, um, we're going to actually, we're kind of seeing it happen in, in real time here. So, um, the long night was a period in Westeros about 8,000 years before the conquest. Um, it lasted a generation. So we're talking probably about close, close to a hundred years, probably that the long night lasted, um, the White Walkers raised the whites from the dead and fought against the children of the forest and the first men. Very similar to what we're seeing now. Crispy. Uh, crispy boy. <laughs> um, the, ch- the children and the men, uh, the first men were forced south, but then Dragonglass was, was discovered, so they drove the army of the dead back um, up north using Dragonglass. And then um, that was actually when the first members of the Night's Watch were, were actually formed, and they fought for the living against the uh, dead in the Battle of the Dawn is what they called it. They were possibly led by Zora High or the prince that was promised, kind of, you know, legendary status. Not really sure if it's true or not. Mm. Um, Bran the Builder then built the wall after the Army of the Dead were pushed north. And that's a Stark, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Bran Stark. So Brandon Stark, Bran the Builder. Not covered in the show, but there's theories that the Night King also had Stark blood because he's yeah. a first man. Mm-hmm. And then, um, and then he built the wall with the help of the children, the first men, giants, and there's some magic in there as well. And then um, the Night's Watch has guarded the wall ever since then. So, great, yeah. thanks, Chris. Mm-hmm. And so I, we haven't done a Westeros history minute in a long time, yeah. so I can't be mad. Hey, I mean, I've missed them. But that 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 stuff, you know, I that stuff's important. I wouldn't be surprised if like if we kind of see the same exact thing happen 
It's All these crispies are going wild. Yeah, a lot of crispies going wild. Lot of crispies. Everyone's excited. Do you, you Chris? Do you need a crispy refresher? Uh, they can grab I, I'll, I'll give one in a second. Here. They can grab you I'll one. Give one in a second. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Can, yeah. That's what support Thanks. staff is for. <laughs> That's right. Um, so yeah, I, I think Shit. I think a lot of the stuff that happened in the long night we're going to see kind of circle back in season eight. So yeah. So the Night King's the same guy. One. He can live. Does he sleep dormant? There's questions that I'll always have. I don't think yeah. it'll be covered necessarily in the show. Um, but thank you for bringing back that WHM. I, of course, when was the last time we did a Thrones for Dummies? Dude, Probably that like season died. four. You blew something? it. You blew it. Took it over. By yeah. Far. Yeah. Speaking of you blew it, that's our next segment <laughs> yeah. here. That's what we call a segue, kids. <laughs> you blew it. Um, uh, Brett, you want to lead us off with your you blew it? Yeah, I we were talking about it in the the pre-production rundown. It was hard for me to really identify like a, a, a blew it uh, for this one. There was a couple a couple of just small ones I'll touch on. Uh, the wall for not having any sort of aerial defenses. Yeah, so uh, so the wall. You blew it. You fucking blew it. You fucking blew it. Wall. Um, and then just you know, we I'm sure we we kind of talked about it. Like John, just like I support what you're saying, but like maybe just like don't say anything. You don't have to like lie. you don't have to lie. Just be like I'll think about it. Like, yeah. Just, oh like, yeah. Like, yeah. Give me a fortnight. Or yeah. Something. Give me. Give me. Give me an hour or two to think on your request, and then I'll let you know. Yeah. So. Let me talk to my advisors. Uh, so John Snow, you blew it. You blew it. Love you, buddy, but you blew it. Love you, buddy. Uh, my you blew it is also John denying Cersei's terms to stay out of the conflict. Uh, just doesn't make sense, dude. Just kind of just yeah. A white lie never hurt anyone, right? But I'm not even like just like there's so many like you could have just been like, can I like discuss it over lunch? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Chris is yours is John Snow also. John Snow. John Snow. Very. Yeah, I love you, buddy, but you blew it. I lo- I lo- we love you, buddy, but you blew it. <laughs> Uh, Cheating yours? Mine is uh, Jon Snow. Um, <laughs> so mine is a couple. Uh, so John having sex with Danny is he one of them. Blew uh, he, he, he literally blew it. He literally blew it. Thanks for the clarification. <laughs> yes. That's, that's what we were. Uh, I was talking about the toes. But, uh, um, so John for three reasons. Uh, one, that's your aunt. Uh, two, uh, the comedic reasons being a silly Ejac reference. Uh, uh, but the third is that I'm a nice guy, all right? <laughs> and, and, and I can be a loyal person, a nice person, but you don't want to fuck with me, John, all right? So stop smanging Danny, because uh, I, I could be your best friend, your worst enemy. So, uh, John Snow. You blew it. You blew it. Jo- John blew it all over that episode. He, he, well, he, he was shooting ropes. No, he wasn't. He probably dribbled. <laughs> It was like you know, you know, like when you leaky faucet. Yeah, well, that's after you. That's after you roping, though. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's true. Uh, so we'll find George R. R. Martin a date. I'll lead us off with this one. Uh, mine, I, don't, I, don't, I kind of forgot if we did this in the last couple of weeks, but mine is Jesse Smollett um, <laughs> because he's he's really good at making shit up. Uh, All right. He's he's wandering around in winter late at night. And I'm, I'm true. like, sounds kind of like a White Walker to me. So yeah. George would love him. Yeah, it's true. He's good at he's good at um, he's a good actor. <laughs> um, that's true. He's easily noticeable because uh, as soon as he walked out of his house, people were like Empire guy, <laughs> get him, <laughs> get the Empire guys. So everything about that was so made up. Yeah. It was from the get go. Fantasy, you know, uh, you should write the the wins of winter. Yeah, he's helping George. So my date for George is the University of North Carolina women's basketball coach Sylvia Hatchell because she's in some hot water right now uh, because apparently at practice she's been using hella racial slurs to her players. Wow. So yeah, they're not too fond of that. So they're giving her. Uh, so she's on like leave right now while they 
do some um what's it called like a Deployment investigation hunt. into it um, and i feel like george can help her out because he can like send her to dorn and teach her about acceptance and all that shit and teach her about how society should uh should you know treat people so uh sylvia hatch hang out with george and he'll take care of you so it's more for him to help her yeah than the opposite i like that or he the could best just kill her off are, best relationships are helping one another yeah true true um so mine uh my get george a date is Lori lightfoot uh mayor elect lightfoot mm, nice um she's broken barriers she's the first uh african-american woman elected mayor of uh of chicago yeah i think mm-hmm. that uh since she's so good at breaking barriers she's also a lesbian um so she's good at breaking these types of barriers so maybe she could help george break the mental barriers that he seems to be having with yeah. his book yes yeah george yes. george i need you to power through buddy i need that book because you're not you're not very healthy you're not getting you're overweight yeah I need that book. I need book. I need the first. I need this book, and then I need the final book. How many, how many types of diabetes do you think George has? All types. Well, how many are there? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But I'm, aren't there two? I'm but he my, somehow has three. I, yeah, I'm, I'm saying he's got four and a half. He's got a super. Over str- under he's got four. a super strand of diabetes. So, yeah, so. <laughs> over under four. We set the over under four guys. Get in before Vegas puts all that weak money on the over. Oh, so yeah, Lori Lightfoot help. George breaks some barriers just like you yourself have broken a lot of barriers. Wow, that's it. nice. I like it. That's I love good. it. Uh, next segment on Necessary Titties. Um, I'll lead us off with this one. Lead us off with this Mine one. Mine was Theon winning a fight by having no balls. Like, I mean, <laughs> you get a like, dick, man. I mean, come on. Like, really, that's and then he kicks him like four times. It's like, dude, once... Oh, it doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You think you like, revise your strategy a little bit. Again, the thing that frustrated me was we talked about this. If you full-on need a girl there, it would hurt her. Yeah, fact. It has nothing to do with the balls per se. That's yeah. a very sensitive area that hurts worse. Yeah. But getting need anywhere at that rate is yeah. going to fucking hurt. Like, yes. over it. Like, yeah. 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 Jeez, I guess maybe I, the Ramsey torture, in a way, has built up Theon's tolerance. Perhaps. He's created a super businessman. <laughs> Uh, Shitty, you're, you're on that same oh, Okay, so this is like, you know how in Disney they hide some things and you can see them if you pay close attention? Like so pay, oh, yeah. yeah, I found some stuff. <laughs> pay close attention. <laughs> when Kyborn's holding the dead hand, if you pause it, he's got a huge boner. <laughs> um, so pause it when he's holding the hand because you can see the boner. And also has the robe has some uh, some robe preemie on it. So you can see it if you, if you catch it. Um, and I wrote also Theon, the knee not hurting him. Yeah. That also pissed me off. Yeah, but those... pay attention, guys. Kyborn is a huge boner. <laughs> he's ready for those old fashions from Dead <laughs> Oh, yeah. He's like, I have this. Bretzel. Uh, so my unnecessary city, I know this is the second time I'm on uh, hosting. And the first time I was on, I was like, I'm a big wall guy. And my unnecessary titty was just the wall just getting torched. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. that. I was like, it was just like, oh, you know unnecessary for me all like, that I hard just, work all those resources all yeah. that time and i just and they I'm, just got through anyways i'm yeah. thinking about like trump's watching and he's like fuck trump's too busy making gifts of, uh, <laughs> yeah, of joe, of joe, joe Biden. Biden. oh my Biden god dude. that was insane. I, just, I just i could see him be like fuck yeah <laughs> it was like is this a documentary yeah. <laughs> dude the walls is gone in the blink of an eye that, yeah that kind of that did that yeah that, that to so me that was just wild and also too unnecessary to that point is that uh Tormund and Beric Dardarian survive that. Yeah. Yeah, we've seen them in the trailers. Right. Season eight. So, yeah. what's going on? There's yeah. Something questionable so, going on. Anyway, um, that's my unnecessary titties. I, I think, too, that uh, along with that, when you were on last time, we had we invented the necessary titties, which was Masandi, which there are no titties in this, but let's just say Masandi again. No, there was some Danny titty, I thought. Oh, that's true. There's some there, sneaky Danny titty. titty. How do you not? You probably passed well. out. <laughs> <laughs> John was like, oh, I did. fuck. I was, well, 
the hard part is, it's like I had to rewind and fast forward so many times to get between the cuts. Yeah. John just passed out. I died. He's like, oh, there it is. I rose up to heaven, dude. Oh, man. Uh, so next segment, Trial by Combat. Oh, Shitty, you got shit. some juice for us? Here? I hope so. Uh, all right, so recently I've been doing a lot of documentary watching, and I've been watching a lot specifically about the East Coast, West Coast rap battle of the 90s. Mm-hmm. I've been really classic. into it lately. Yeah, classic. Uh, learning some stuff that I didn't know before. I've listened to four different documentaries on it, and then I watched a TV show, which wasn't a documentary, but it was accurate. It was actually an accurate TV when you, show. When you listen to the old 90s hip-hop songs, and mm-hmm. they say the N-word, do you say it when you're singing, or do you, do you let I don't it sing along. Okay. No. <laughs> I don't sing along. <laughs> I don't sing along. Okay. What about you? Do you say it? Yeah. Racist. <laughs> wow. Um, I, I, no, but like you hear it. Yeah. And I just have to be like, my word. <laughs> I just, I'm like, I disapprove of this. <laughs> what is this world? What is this world coming to? These young men, uh, they don't understand the struggle. Um, so, I'm <laughs> I, that's what I don't like. Young blood, you don't know what that word means. <laughs> So no, I've, y'all out here talking about gangbanging should be gangbanging these books. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's my mindset. That's my mindset on it. Um, so I've recently been watching a lot of them. Um, you know, it's about Tupac, Suge Knight, and the Death Row Gang were against Biggie, Puffy, and the Bad Boy guys in New York. Suge Knight and Tupac, of course, in California, guys. guys. The bad boy, bad boy <laughs> you gotta, records. Got to workshop that name a little bit. Yeah, the bad boys. The bad boy guys Mob are deep. here for our play day. <laughs> yeah, Junior Mafia, that whole thing. Uh, and Suge Knight, of course, had deep ties to the Bloods and all that stuff. Um, so these artists, who I think got kind of caught up in the bravado of it, uh, in turn also kind of got dragged into that scene, which they actually really had nothing to do with it. Like Biggie wasn't a bad guy at all. He was actually like a normal dude who liked partying. He was only 24 when he died. But yeah, anyway. He'd, slow, he'd sell drugs. When he was young, he did when he was like 16. But after that, he actually like straightened his shit up. And uh, he never really got in trouble as an adult. Tupac, though, bought really into it. Uh, but Biggie did not. Drug life. Did you see that tattoo? Yeah, that's why. I've never heard of it. Um, so <laughs> I've, I've, uh, I've never done a trial by combat for the stage. So I'm actually writing a play about the East Coast-West Coast battle. And mm-hmm. I want to do a reverse Hamilton. I want to play Tupac. Um, <laughs> so I guess I'm going to have to drop some 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 ends. <laughs> um, uh, I want to play Tupac. And also, uh, I want Brendan to play Biggie. So I'm happy he's here. Um, and Chris, I want you to play the entire LAPD. Um, so we're gonna get to the bo- we're gonna cover oh we're gonna cover we're gonna cover who killed uh, Tupac and Biggie all of it uh, and my hope is that when people watch this and they see these young artists played by me and Brendan they'll actually care and want to find out who killed these guys because these dudes were good people like they had their faults but everyone has their faults I still want to know for sure who I killed still, these guys I, I think Tupac's chilling on a beach in the Caribbean no he's dead <laughs> no I Tupac is chilling hard on a beach doesn't give a fuck he's yeah. having a good he's time. probably like out in Argentina with Hitler just hanging out <laughs> yeah Adolf Adolf if anyone is playing uh, bingo out. at home we just had our first Nazi reference <laughs> so <laughs> that, that, yeah. that should that should <laughs> And then Tupac's like, Adolf, you can use the end. And he's like, oh, no, 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 I'm not falling for that. He's like, no one no one knows I'm here. If I say that, people will find me. And then BuzzFeed will be like, Hitler's canceled. We're tired of Hitler. Five reasons. Finally. Five reasons Hitler shouldn't be allowed in Argentina. Five times Hitler crossed the line in 2019. 
<laughs> um, oh, so uh, that was that was uh, the season seven finale. Oh god! Great time. Thanks for joining us, Brett. Oh, oh let's give a shout out to the guys. In the yeah, thanks, uh, Brendel Jenner and Dan Dillon for coming back. Um, always great to have you. Tune in. So we're like I said, we're gonna do our season eight prep episode. That's gonna be awesome. Everything you need to know. We'll try to condense it to about 15, 20 minutes, but no promises on that. But um, everything you need to know going into season eight, so you don't want to miss it. Um, anything else? That's it. Thanks That's for it. having me, guys. Glad to uh, be back and glad to uh, finally be here at Season 8. It's been a long time coming. So. Yeah, yeah, it's been and, a long and time. And Brett and uh, some of these guys, Brendan as well, will be there next week when we do Season 8 for our viewing gathering, which is yeah. really exciting. And uh, that's it. So all i got to say is, uh, Danny, hit me up. I want to pass out with you on my face. <laughs>